Are you looking to buy a home in the next six months? Dr. Janae Stokes, the financial coach, can help you get home loan financing or refinancing if you are already a homeowner. She can also help increase your credit score to get the lowest interest rates available. So connect with Dr. Janae Stokes, the financial coach, using the links in the description box below. All right, now let's get into the episode. Shalom, peace, peace. Welcome everybody to the Kingdom of Sword podcast. Thank you all so very much for tuning in once again. I am your host, Yoel Ben Israel, and today I have a very special guest to introduce to you all on the pod today. I'm, I'm, look, I know I always say I'm excited, and y'all are like, man, he's excited for everybody. This brother right here. But look, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm excited in a different way because. We're going to have a conversation about a very relevant topic that I think you all are going to be blessed by. And it's going to be within the context of Bible. And so I think you guys are really going to be blessed by this conversation. But I'm not going to flap my gums too much. I want to go ahead and introduce my guest. You know, I I got to read off some credentials because my goodness, man, like these credentials are, are phenomenal. So my guest... Special guest works for, she works with the Sankofa Life Solutions, PLLC. Y'all may not know this, but this, she is the first therapist that I ever went to. I had never went to, and, and, and we're going to talk about that, man. Like, she, she, she's the first therapist that, 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 I, that, that I ever went to, like, ever. She is a director and licensed counselor. She has degrees upon degrees upon degrees. She got her MRC. She has her LPC. She has her CRC. She knows her ABCs, her one, two, threes. Man, she, she got she got, got the accolade. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tuning in to the Keenum Basura podcast, Keenum Citizens of Heaven Worldwide, I would like to warmly introduce to you. I'm having a Keenum conversation about therapy with the one, the only, Miss Monica Carrington Wells, clap it up. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Monica, thank you so very much for coming on the podcast. How are you doing? How are you feeling? How is life? You know, I am blessed and highly favored. Uh, life is great. Um, it's such a blessing to still be in communication with you and yes, seeing how blessed you and your family have been and the, the yes, things ma'am. that you're doing. Um, and I'm just grateful that you have me as a guest. I, I'm so I'm so proud of you. I'm sure you're very proud of yourself. Uh, but this is definitely um, a, a blessing to be here and have this conversation with you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You know what? Um, we're going to go ahead and jump right into this. I know that this dialogue is going to be phenomenal. And so I want you all to really, really lean in, man, because we're going to talk about, uh, we, we have the keynote conversation about therapy, about therapy. And so, uh, but so before we jump into the, the meat and potatoes of everything, I have two icebreaker questions. Don't worry, they they, they they're easy peasy lemon squeezes. I've done the no worry, don't worry, don't worry about it. Okay. 
The first icebreaker question I have for you, Miss Monica, is if you won $10 million, what would be the very first thing that you would do? If you won $10 million, if you woke up tomorrow morning and you check your, your account, Chase, what have you, it's $10 million in there, what would you do? You know, I'll be very honest with you. I think the first thing that I would do is scream, praise, you know, do a backflip, a cartwheel, you know. Um, but to be honest, I think paying off my debt, my family's debt, you know, purchasing property for my family, you know, um, supporting my family in businesses. You know, I think yes, that I, the generational wealth is so important, yes, you know, and releasing debt is so important. Yes. Um, and I think that would be, you know, of course, you know, I'm donating all that good stuff, you know, you know, the political <laughs> thing to say. Um, but you know, I'm, you know, I'm not a very materialistic, you know, person. So going to buy flashy cars or, you know, but property, you know, making sure that, you know, my son has property in his name and, yes. you know, able to start businesses and, and things like that. I think that to me, um, is, it gives us more of a level playing field. Mm, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I love that. I love that. Wow. You know, you know, they say that that money doesn't when you get money, it doesn't change you per se, but it just it just amplifies your character. And mm -hmm. and just hearing your answer just it, like it shows that you have a, a warm and, and beautiful character. You know, to, to 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 want to like like you know, you didn't say like yeah, look like I'm a look. You gonna see me on IG taking to taking the selfies and just you know, <laughs> hey, look, flossing on IG. No, you, like you thinking generationally, yeah. like that's that's beautiful. That that's yeah. beautiful. I love that. Thank you. I love that. Um, the second icebreaker question before we get into the conversation, the Keenum conversation is, who would your celebrity therapist be? If, if you could choose a celebrity to be your therapist, who would your celebrity therapist be, Ms. Monica? So... I'm a big fan of Iyanla Vanzant ah, on so many life. levels, you know, and That's she me. has, you know, been a kind of an inspiration to me in like bringing families together and like being yes. very intense and, and direct, you know. Yes, um, and so I think even just being under her guidance or mentorship, you mm -hmm. know, just to kind of support and kind of just bounce ideas and, and, and situations yes. off of. Um, but I think she would be my my go-to. Oh, that's good. That's good. Fix my life 2.0. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yes. That's smooth right there. I, I, yes, I like that. I like that. Very cool. Very cool. Well, so we're going to jump into, into the Keenum conversation about therapy. Um, this is like a... It's, it is kind of kind of like a like I guess like an off scripted question per se, um, but I I am curious. And I'm sure uh, the pe people listening in that they're probably curious too. And so the question that I, I want I want to ask uh, is, 
what is what is the thing that brought you to this field of therapy like what was you know we all have have these gifts from uh from 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 from, from, our, from our creator from from king yahweh himself that he's put within us we have these passions that that we have and i'm just curious you know for me it's it's, uh, it's writing i love to write i love writing poetry um scripts and and uh, satire and, and things of that nature um so I'm, I'm curious like what what like spark within you uh miss monica to say you know what therapy is is my thing like i love this field i love this discipline i want to go into this arena what what poured you into the arena of, of therapy so originally my thought and my idea, especially my mother's idea, my family's idea, was for me to be a pharmacist. Really? Because wow. there's money in being a pharmacist and being a yeah. doctor. And yeah. so education has always been like pushed upon me. And I'm, to be honest, I've probably enrolled in over 10 universities over the wow. United States because wow. everywhere I went, whether it was New Orleans, whether it was Texas, whether it was North Carolina, I enrolled in school. Yes, so ma'am. I made sure that whatever I was doing, wherever I was at, I was enrolled. So, you know, pharmacy really wasn't my jam, you know, could not pass, you know, that organic chemistry was just a little complicated. <laughs> um, seriously. So I ended up changing my major to psychology and it led me to a position as a special education teacher in North Carolina with my wow. degree in bachelor's of science degree here in Michigan, I was able to go into the schools and teach directly. And then they allowed me to get my license, you know, during the, the, the time. Yes, ma'am. Um, so I worked with special education students. Um, I was talking yeah. to our rehab counselor who would come in and kind of work with the students that, you know, were about to graduate, those that weren't going to get a high school diploma. What was their next plan? You know, so talking to that person may open my eyes to me doing more. You know, I couldn't do much in the classroom. You know, mm. it was, I was limited mm. with what I yes. could do. Their standardized tests. I had to make sure these students passed these tests no, by any means necessary. Wow. So I decided um, to get my master's at the University of Kentucky. And the, the individual that told me about it it was a full tuition scholarship. I was a, du a double minority. So I qualified for a lot of the grants and funding. I got my master's there. Um, I then moved back to North Carolina. I did my internship in Virginia yes, and, you know, just, just working. And then I came back home um, and I worked in rehabilitation counseling. So I worked for Goodwill. Yes. Wow. You know, so my yeah. travels and even in the midst of that, um, my name means advisor. And that's something that I learned, you know, just, you wow. know, I think I stepped into my purpose. I didn't yes. identify my purpose and go into it. Yeah. It, you know, we merged together in my wow. travels. Wow. Um, so it wasn't until work getting laid off from Goodwill, I was, you know, managing adult ed programs and, you know, it was an opportunity for me to take um, a position as a outreach counselor. So I would work yes. with child protective services and do in-home counseling with, you know, individuals, parents, families. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, it that was a rough job for me. 
you right. know, being in the homes and seeing some of the things and the, the fears, mm. you know, and, and how our community was being treated yes. when it comes to poverty, you know, when it comes mm. to not having the bare necessities. Yes, ma'am. Um, and so it was kind of hard to do therapy when, wow. you know, I don't have my kids and my worker said I need to do this and I got to go mm -hmm. and I need to go to work and I don't have transportation. And so mm -hmm. it just pushed me into going more into private practice because I think I do have that gift. And yes. but I need to I need to work with people that are ready for therapy. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I like you that. know, like these that. people that I work with seek me out. Yes. You know, I'm not court ordered to come to their house every week or every two weeks and make uh, them talk about because it's going in a court report that's going to go out every three months. Yes, ma'am. So that's kind of how I moved into therapy and being a wow. therapist. Wow. Yeah. That's a movie, man. That's <laughs> Listen now, I got listen. I got some ideas, a couple of plays now. <laughs> That's a movie. Oh my god, that yeah. is phenomenal! Wow. Yeah, you and know, you know um, even even through my travels, um, my family and friends would always seek me just to just to talk. And I'm not a real big talker because that's what I do, you know. But I'm a good yeah. listener. And I'm not, I'm not a judgmental person. So I'm not going to tell you, oh, that's terrible. Or you should not do that. I'm like, girl, whatever you need to do, you know, you, <laughs> hey, you know, cause most people just really want to vent, you know, they don't that want your true. advice. And then my <laughs> advice is expensive. So I tell my family the first 15 minutes is free. After that, I got to charge you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I knew it. I, I, look, she's smiling. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, like that, that is, that is, that is so, so good to hear because I love how, I, I love how you said, you know, you're, when it comes to, to your gift, you like merge with your gift and you merge with your purpose. And, and so, Basically, the the whole theme, the overall theme of, of this podcast is um, Matthew four seventeen, which basically is the good news: change, change it where you think, change your mind, because the kingdom of heaven has arrived. And so, to to your point, I think that during the course of the Messiah's ministry, he was. I mean, it was all purpose work, and and, and he was he was working. Uh, you know, he was serving his gift with with people, and I think that's that's inspirational to hear to hear your story of how um, you know you can you can find your purpose and you can align with your gift, and you can work from there. You don't you, you don't have to you know like like I'm a millennial, and so it's a different mindset, I guess now. With, when it comes to when it comes to business like you don't you don't you don't you don't necessarily have to work that nine to five job that you hate and you know for for 50 plus years and then you know just just end up with the pen with your name on right yeah you can you can look to the creator you, you can look to king yahweh and say you created me please show me what what's my gift what's my purpose that you want me to serve to the world to advance your kingdom called heaven and so i think i think that's that's a very very inspirational uh story miss monica so um thank you so very much for, for sharing that wow wow very very cool um okay 
this is the, the the first kingdom question that I have for you um, regarding this kingdom conversation on therapy. What are your thoughts regarding the mindset of therapy versus religion? This this like you know from from our people. What I what I hear. Okay, you know what? Let me let me let me moonwalk it back. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here though. I'm here with you though. Go ahead. <laughs> so you all, Monica, Miss Monica is the first therapist that I went to go see, and so you know, um, you, you, you all are are listening to a a person who is recovering from like being a pop cultural junkie, like, and and so when when my friend let me know that. You know, there, there's this therapist that you can go see if you want, want to go check out therapy. So I was like, all right, cool. So she gave me the card. She gave me your card. And as I was driving to uh, the place in Michigan, like all the like sitcom movie stuff is going through my head. I'm like, all right. So it's, it's going to be a Warshark ink, ink blot test that I need to pass. She's going to say, okay, what do you see? Okay, I see a butterfly. Oh, that means you got to try my childhood. Like, I, was about, I was thinking about all these things. It's going to be a red couch. I'm going to lean back and we're going to look at the feelings together. And we're going to get in touch with our feelings. All, all this different Hollywood stuff. But I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised because it was nothing like that. I mean, when I tell you all, Monica was like, her, if you all go to the SanCovaLifeSolutions.com website and you read the part where it says about us and you click on her and it says, you know, that she wants to set the environment where the person is comfortable to share. That is, I'm, I'm social proof for her to like say that's, that's hundred percent true. Like it was, it was, it was so cool to be able to be in, in that, in that environment for the very first time and to be able to talk with her and to, I mean, she, she broke all my therapy stereotypes that that, 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 that I was carrying with me. Um, it was so very cool, man. So um, I, 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 to, I say all that to say, why do you, or like, what are your thoughts regarding this therapy versus religion mindset? Because our people for the most part will say, you know what? I don't need therapy. It's just me, me and my Jesus, look, mm-hmm. me and my pastor, me mm-hmm. and my preacher, me and church. I, 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 look, look, it's, it's, it, there, there is no, there is no Jesus and there is no, you know, there's no Christ and there's no Messiah and. So mm-hmm. what do you say to that mindset, to that uh, slope? Well, I'm always going to be team therapy because, uh, you know, religion is it's a loose, loose term there. It's very loose. Um, you know, because if I sit and I contemplate on religion and some particular, I'm not going to name any names because I don't, you know, nobody about to call me out. Um, but there are some religions that prohibit, that restrict, that control, that um, force you to be something that you're not. You know, and when religion and therapy kind of can mend and blend together because, you know, we can work with your Lord. You know what mm. I mean? We we can, 
therapist can Man. work with your spirituality and help you kind of get more centered because yes, I man. feel therapy is really about self and self-awareness and accountability mm. you yes. know and if I'm going into a certain religion and it's like no you don't have that problem or you, that's all in your head or mm. you know that means that's dismissing my mm. me you know yes ma'am you know when we start picking and choosing what's good and what's good for everybody who determined mm. what was good for everybody you know for, from my understanding there's some some books missing out some bible because some some mm. religions feel that there's more books that should be you know and again yes. who yes ma'am my you wife know, and I were just talking about that. Yeah, yes, ma'am. You are spot on. You are you, you, so, you spot on. You know, I've I've had clients that have come to me and that have been ten toes in it, and <laughs> this is what I do, and this is wrong, and that's wrong, and then I'm like, well, is it wrong? You know, when this happens, or when when mm. you're feeling this way, and and this did not happen, or you felt unsafe. Mm. in your religion or yes, around your religious people mm. how is that how mm. make it make sense yes you ma'am know? yes ma'am. some people have PT, you know like religion ptsd you know and i use okay me. okay yeah, yeah, me yes <laughs> yes ma'am yes ma'am Absolutely. you know so it's real and yes. when we start dismissing individuals um, and again what's free choice what's 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 mm. you have choice you have free will that's that's been like you have free will okay but you have free will until you do this until you mm. do that mm -hmm. You yes, know, and so I think when when therapy is brought up, I try to get them to look deeper, look into themselves, look into mm. thyself. Yes. You know, what yes, what what is it about you that you don't like because you're projecting or you know, mm. you tell me what's wrong with this group of people and why they're so wrong and I'm like, "Hey, hey, hey. This is a safe <laughs> space." Yes, ma'am. You know. Yes, ma'am. You know, everybody has a right to feel, to be upset, to be angry, to not like, to disagree. And who are yes. you to to chastise another grown individual because of yes. what they do that you don't agree with? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, you know. You preaching, Miss Monica. Hey, you hey, preaching. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm an ordained minister, but you know, we don't. <laughs> You preach it. You know, <laughs> you, you know what? As as I hear you talk talk about this, and this is good. So as I hear you talk about this, because you know, especially with with our people, you know, especially with with African American people, and and we're gonna talk more about this. But I think that sometimes we can how can I say it I think sometimes we can spiritualize things away to where it's it's nonsensical mm. so an example that I can give is like if my car isn't working like I don't, I don't say, well, you know, look, man, look, I don't, I don't have a lot of faith. You know, it, it, my faith must be broken 
I take it to a mechanic. You know, I don't say no, no, what mechanic? Uh-uh. I, I don't know. No, it's just me, me, me and my Messiah, me, me. me and my Christ. Look, we gonna fix this. We gonna pray. We gonna fast forty days, forty nights till this end and start kicking. Like we don't, we don't do that. But for yeah. some reason, Miss Monica, yeah. when it comes to this area, this field, this this fear of therapy, yeah, our people, especially those who are religious, say, ah, oh, man, oh, like, like, how are you gonna, like, how are you going to add? more to the one who will die for your sins, who rose for you. I was I was reading today and um I, 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 I was reading about I was reading about the kingdom of heaven and the Messiah Yahshua said this I was reading Matthew 13 and he was talking about the parable of um the tradesman and who was looking for fine pearls. And essentially he's saying you know the kingdom of heaven is like this tradesman who's looking for expensive pearls, plural. So he, he, he's looking for more than one. But upon his search, he, he finds one very expensive, valuable pearl. And, and within there, it says he sold everything, like, like, like all the things, just to get this one pearl. I And that's what the kingdom of heaven is like. I think with our people specifically, and also I guess to kind of broaden it to religious people, we are all looking for that quote unquote pearl, right? The pearl of, um, you know, pearls can come and come in different forms, different religions, um, different social groups. Um, but until we discover the pearl of, you know what, wow, like there is this, this kingdom called heaven that can really optimize and bless my entire life we're still searching for that for that inner healing and i think sometimes when we're um caught in in religions like oh man you know well um if i add anything to my religion that's 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 a, that's a sin mm. and, and so i i think people view therapy as as that that add-on mm. when i would submit to us to your point you know when the Messiah was going around doing 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 his ministry, I'm sure that the man with the withered hand in the synagogue was waiting and 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 going to synagogue and being faithful, reading the Bible, you know, reading the, the, the Torah scrolls. But God, King Yahweh, can send people to help you. He's he's in the business of sending people to help you. So a, a Monica character Wells can be the perfect person to say, wow, you know what? I didn't know this about myself. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have this self-awareness before about, about my childhood and this happened, how this, this, this affects me now as a grown man or as a grown woman. And so I just, like, I just want to put that out there. The whole theme about this podcast is, is to, is to change the way you think, to, to change mm. your mindset. The kingdom of heaven has arrived. And I don't think therapy is a bad thing. Yeah. I don't I, like. I, I don't think therapy is a bad thing. I went to go see Miss Monica, and you know, look, I look. It was it was nothing crazy. I I left the conversation feeling like 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 K 
cared for and and feeling like you know like she she she's an excellent listener and and that's what that's what people need also somebody who has that professional ear mm-hmm. to be able to acutely diagnose what's going on with that person you know sometimes a a a, a, a a spiritual person who was in that spiritual office may not be skilled within that profession, but just, just like the mechanic, you got a therapist who can help you when when you're not running and, and, and you're not being your best self. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Let me let me let me let me, let me move on because I can I can I can be talking, Mrs. Monica. I I can be talking. Oh, uh, the the the, 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 the the next question I want to ask you um, is. So I was watching this this video. Uh, there's this doctor out there named Dr. Joy uh, McGroy, and she has a book uh, out there. She has a book. It's on Amazon. You can find it. Uh, probably you can find it on Audible as well. It's called Post Traumatic Slave Syndrome. And I want to ask you. Um, so basically, she. She gives this this really interesting example, but I I want to get your take on it because you're the professional. <laughs> I want to ask, um, how how do you think post traumatic slave syndrome affects our the mental health of our people today? And I guess to to make that question to put it in a neat package is, how do you think? Like are, are people going through slavery and going through that trauma? How do you think that impacts our mental healthness today, or does it not impact our mental healthness today? Mm. So I think this is a great question, and I totally a hundred percent agree. Um, I was actually thinking or planning to do go back to school for my PhD, and I wanted to study generational trauma. Um, and just how from those traumatic experiences and beyond, because it didn't stop when we were free, you know, and then it wasn't like we were handed over reparations and now we're equal. And then, you know, it was consistent and continuous treatment that we're going through and still going through. Yes, ma'am. And so, you know, just the idea that we're going to get over I think we it lives in our bodies Mm. you know it lives in you know those projects where the grandmothers are taking care of the grandkids where the dads Mm. are locked up where there's crime and drug that is normalized in us yes you know yes ma'am and and to, to even just take it just one little step like the whole issue of blood pressure okay high blood pressure talk about it I have high blood pressure my husband Mm -hmm. has high blood pressure my grandfather you know it's in Mm -hmm. our history and our blood Mm -hmm. who are they basing our blood pressure as high is it a 40 year old white male Mm -hmm. and I'm not you know what I'm saying so that white male's trauma generational trauma is nothing like mm. mine and my husband's. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Great point. You know what I'm saying? So when they wow. put you on blood pressure med- medication and your blood pressure still don't go down, when you're eating right, when you're eating all kinds of healthy foods and you're exercising every day and That's you right. still have a problem and they put you on a second blood pressure medication and then they tell you want to put you on a water pill. 
and then you swell up. None of these pills have vegetables. They're not even made from vegetables. They're not even, you're not even absorbing them. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so to think that we are not still processing and reliving and trying to find a way. I, the, the main thing that I get, especially with a lot of my clients that are around, you know, 40s and up, mm-hmm. 35, breaking generational curses. Mm, that's huge. You know, there yes. were so many secrets in our community, mm-hmm. in our homes about mental health, about sexual mm. abuse, about infidelity, about mm. children. There have been women who have been having children who their mother have taken over or given to a sibling or an auntie to raise that child. And that child grows up not even knowing the history. Mm. You know? Yes, ma'am. You know, I go off on a tangent, but I do believe (laughs) a lot of it, you know, we have become normalized. Like a, a white woman my age is not doesn't have to tell her 15, 16 year old son who's starting to learn how to drive or getting his license mm. what to do or what to look out and keep your hands here and just look up, you know. Yes. The fear that we continuously go through. Mm. The anxiety, the, the 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 anguish that when we send our children to go to schools and and they writing the, the N word on the cement and then there's nothing mm-hmm. the schools can do about it because you know yes, ma'am. it's hate you know it's federal you know law about what hate crime is. That's right. You know, so yes, we are still living through trauma. Mm. You know, and I yes. think therapy is one of the places where you have a safe space, especially when you can see someone that looks like you. That has mm. been the most huge advancement for our community is having individuals that look like you in the medical field and, mm. and, and, and you know, at your pharmacy, you know, because we don't, we, we, we're not really trusting of people <laughs> in the yeah. That's they great. have done us wrong yeah, yes ma'am yes ma'am yes ma'am you gotta earn the trust you gotta earn the trust that is so true you know so when when yes, someone ma'am. like me wants to go to therapy and the options are someone that does not look like me or is the mm. opposite sex of me mm-hmm. I, you don't know my struggle mm. you know yes, your blood pressure is different than my blood pressure yes ma'am <laughs> You making me think. <laughs> you making me think, Miss Monica. I, I, I want to read this, and then I want to share this example that I think is brilliant from Dr. Joy McGroy regarding how her coined phrase "post-traumatic slave syndrome" and how that's showing up even in 2023. But I want to read this really, really quick. Um, let's see. I'm I'm going to the to the Bible on on this one. I'm reading from from John John five because you, you said something that that was very key. John John five and five, and so it says, and a certain man was there who had this infirmity for thirty eight years. When Yahshua saw him lying there and knew that he had been there for a long time, he said to him. Do you want to be made whole? Mm. In other words, do, do you want to be healed? 
Mm. This is very interesting. And, and so I think I want you all to please lean into what we listen to your microphone, your laptop, lean, 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 a, bit, lean in a little bit closer mm-hmm. on this one. Because watch the man's response to the Messiah in 7, John 5, 7. It says, the impotent man answered him, Sir, I have nobody when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But every time I try to step, every time I'm coming, another person steps down before me. He didn't even give the, the, the Messiah who has all the wherewithal to provide this healing for him. He didn't even give him a, a yes or no answer. He gave him excuses. He gave him mm. alibis. Mm. And he was there for 38 years. Mm. And so I'm, I'm thinking that by this time, he has been so, I think, I think, man. I think sometimes <laughs> I think sometimes that religion can get us comfortable in our discomfort mm. until the kingdom of heaven shows up. Mm. Because this man was there for 38 years and, and he was around this company of people who were also in this similar condition, if not probably worse off, but he was so used to being in this environment, so used to being in this disabled position. He was like, well, this is normal. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but he had a self-defeatist attitude. On top of that, he's pointing the finger. Well, this mm. man, every mm. single time the angel try to come down and stir up the waters, this man keep on stepping in front of me. Mm. This man pushed me out the way. It's mm. the man's fault. <laughs> I'm not trying to go off Say it, say it. <laughs> leaning in, y'all. Leaning in. <laughs> y'all got to lean into this man. We trying to bless y'all all the way up. So... I think that's analogous to our people, but there's good news because verse eight says, Yahshua said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man got up, was made whole, took his bed up, he walked. And the same day was the Sabbath day or or, or the Shabbat day. 10, okay, I gotta read 10 because this flows in right into our, our next question. The Jews therefore said to him that was healed it's the sabbath day the shabbat day it's not lawful for you to carry your bed Mm. this ain't even in my notes miss monica wow the religious people the pharisees of the day didn't even celebrate this man being healed they were too busy holding on to their tradition mm. even acknowledge that this man's whole life has been changed for the best. Mm, mm, mm. But he went to go see this quote-unquote therapist called the Messiah. Mm, 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 mm. But he got healed on the wrong day. You went, you went, you went to go see Monica on, on, on the wrong day. You were supposed to be in, in, in church during Sunday. Why are you mm-hmm. going to her? Mm-hmm. They couldn't even celebrate it. And so I think this speaks volumes to the Messiah Yahshua or some of our Jesus. He didn't have a religious mindset. He had a kingdom of heaven mindset. And that's what we see all throughout his kingdom of heaven ministry. Healing's taking place, irregardless of what the religious people think. 
and people flocking to him because they're like, man, my religion is messing me up. It's keeping me with this withered right hand. It's keeping me as a woman bent over. It's keeping me with this blood flow of, of 18 years. But when I saw this man who gave me some quote unquote therapy and healed me, I was better. But my the Pharisees, my religious leaders, my 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 teacher, my my my, my pastor couldn't couldn't do this healing. I had to go somebody who could do it. Oh man. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Look, look. I'm just saying you those roles are the haters though. You know when you go to therapy and then you start having boundaries and you start putting up, you know, putting self first and being a priority. Folks don't like that. You got you 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 got saved on the wrong day. You got healed on the wrong day because I needed to borrow some money from you. <laughs> you know. I needed you to come pick me up. I need you to watch these kids. You out here going to get therapy, and now you got boundaries. Now I can't, but <laughs> I can't get no money. <laughs> yes. Oh, I hear it all the time. People, when you go to therapy, you become alone sometimes. Oh my. You know. Gosh. He. Man. Mm. I don't know why. Like I'm. I like. I feel like 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 this. This example in, in the Messiah's ministry, when this guy got healed, I feel like he had to leave that environment because he was no longer in that condition to where he had to wait and be, you know, and feel sorry for himself and throw this pity party. He could actually get up and walk. For the for probably for the first time in 38 years, it was the life change for him. And so, this man, look, look, I, I don't know. <laughs> let me, let me, let me, let me look at this next next, next question real quick before I, before I say say what I want to say. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, cool. I think I don't know who who needs to hear this tuning in, but. Um, I think that, you know, looking at the, the Messiah's ministry, I, I I think that some environments that we are in hold us back and don't allow us to change our mindset or change the way that we think because we may look, quote unquote, sedity or highfalutin or you think you better now or, oh, that... That's what rich people do is is, is 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 go to therapy. That ain't for our people. Mm-hmm. Which leads me into the next question. See, I was I was look, I, I was trying to find a uh That was a segue. good segue. That was good. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? I beat that. Um, <laughs> okay. Which leads us to our last question. Miss Monica, I'm a, I'm gonna ask you this. Why do you think it's important for us to choose a culturally competent therapist. Why do you think that's that's so important for somebody to choose a therapist who is culturally competent, who, as you say, you know, who looks like us, but also can connect with the the, the our, our our cultural experience and our cultural sensibilities as well. Yeah, I think. For one, when you come to therapy, you want to 
have somebody that understands you that at least is open and if you have an if you've had interactions and experiences with different types of individuals you may have a bias towards those different types of individuals and so going in you first of all you may not even make the appointment you know you you know and that's the thing too with therapy this is a relationship you know, every person that you meet, you are not going to connect with. It's not a good fit, you know? And so I'm, I'm going to be honest. There have been clients that I've had that, you know, this wasn't really a good fit for them. Yes, but majority of my clients were like, you know, we connect because one, I'm not telling anyone what to do. Mm. You know, you go to your friends and you kind of want to vent. I'm kind of like that friend. Yes, you know, I'm, I'm gonna let you say what you need to say, and then I'm be like, um, can we look? Let, you know, let's back that up. Let's unpack that. You know, <laughs> yes, instead man. of like, no, girl, you need to leave that boy. Uh, uh-uh, <laughs> you should quit that job. Go on, on, on you know. I, hey, I'm all about planning, and yeah. you know, and then I think too, some people, you know, especially some people that are older. Mm. may not feel comfortable with younger therapists mm. you know you know and there's yeah. it's it's all it's all a, a relationship and if you have yeah. somebody that you feel has not experienced some of the things or have not understood or have not lived you know and honestly 90 percent of the things that my clients have brought to me i have experienced or i have known someone or have been in relation with someone that that's has me. experienced it wow. and that's good that's bad me. and indifferent yes you know what i mean Yes, so it's very important, even just even your primary physician, your dentist, you know, mm. your gynecologist, women. There are so many things that go on with our bodies that are hormones. There is yes. we really, you know, and to have a, a woman who can relate and understands, you know, that you're 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 I'm depressed, but am mm. I depressed? Or am I PMSing? Do I have PMDD? Mm. Is it endometriosis? You know, Mm. those types of things, you know. So we feel more comfortable when we see someone that looks like us, that can relate to us or has, you know, has some compassion towards our community. You know, and like I said earlier, you know, we we haven't been done right by the medical field, you know. We... You know, that we are very good until we not. You know, we, our cells are good. Our blood is good. We They like to use it and experiment. And, mm. and so that history, yes. granted, we're not doing that now, but people, you know, have their beliefs. But I'm just saying yes, <laughs> the history yes. is why your grandfather or your great uncle or your husband or your brother is like, I am not going to the doctor. You know, they in yep. my blood pressure. I'm always had high blood pressure. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, we need to be more aware of what's going on physically yes. and mentally. Just like you said, when your car breaks down, you don't just sit and like, you know, hey, I'm just gonna sit and pray for it. I'm just gonna pray on it. <laughs> I'm gonna get some holy water. I'm gonna lay my hands on it. We're gonna have a prayer circle. Get this, you know, sackcloth out. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> You, you go to the resources, you know, mm. and that's the thing. You have to do your research. You just yes. don't take your that's car to any mechanic. Mm. Bingo. Yes. Yes. 
you you got a nice Lexus, you gonna take your car to Jim Bob around the corner. They don't specialize in Lexus. <laughs> and that's too, you know, you have to what what are you coming to therapy for? You know? Mm. Yes, ma'am. A lot of people will say, Oh, you know, I have anxiety. I, listen, we all got anxiety, we all got depression. Okay. I think there's yeah. levels to it. Because yeah. some anxiety is good anxiety. You know, when you get excited for something good happening, that's anxiety. You know, a little worried that, you know, it's a first date or, you know, if it's going to go right. Oh, right. That's anxiety. Butterflies. Wow. Yeah. Depression. Someone dies. Your relationship. You lose a job. That's grief. That's part of depression. There's a process. Mm. Yes, you man. know, but then there's also individuals who have a chemical imbalance and medication mm. is important. But again, if you go on to somebody that just writes scripts and passes them out and you're not seeing a therapist, you're not talking to a therapist who's like, hey, we've been working on this for quite some time and you have done <laughs> journaling, you, you know, you've got some self, you know, and yes, you're man. still not feeling your best. Then mm. let's talk about other options. But that's yes. the thing. And they have, they have tests where the doctors can give you blood tests to determine what medications work with your blood work they don't tell you about that wow they don't tell you about these things so you know sometimes like we said in the beginning like when you step into your purpose and you you Mm -hmm. go along your journey sometimes it's just like i tell people try new things go new places talk to new people you don't know what your next blessing is going to come from you don't know what your next opportunity is going to come from someone Mm. may be wanting to be a blessing in your life and they haven't even met you yet because you didn't want to go to the store around the corner you want the door dash (laughs) (laughs) i can relate because i you know i uh, used to door dash so i can relate That is true though. Yeah. That is that is so very true. I want to share this as well. Um, because I, I um have a follow-up question for you, um, Miss Monica as well. Um speaking generationally and talking about generational trauma when it comes to our people, when it comes to the, the African Americans. Dr. Joy DeGore, she shared this example, which I thought was, it was very interesting. And I, I I never really like thought about it. And I had the epiphany when she got done explaining it. And I was like, wow, like that makes a lot of sense. So she, and basically she gave this example of how generational trauma, specifically from slavery, how that can affect us today. She gave the example of this black mother who had this black son and this white mother who had this white son. And she's like, you know, well, the black mother will go to the white mother and say, wow, you know, your your son, Jimmy, you know, he, he's doing, he's going great in school. He's excelling academically. And, you know, and she's telling telling um, this white mother about, about uh, her son. And, and so, but the white mother realized that, well, your son is doing way better than, than my son, like academically. And then also too, like, he's great at sports. He's very socially, um, uh, you know, adept. Um, his, his, his emotional IQ is amazing. But the black mother in the video was like, he's a handful. I mean, like he gets on my nerves, like, man, like, you know, man, like, when we get back to the home, like his, 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 his ADHD flares up, like he's, and like, he's stressing me out. But what Dr. George Gore laid with this ass is appropriate adaptation. And she flashed back to a scene 
back in slavery where there was a white slave owner approaching a black mother and her son was there in a cotton field. And the white slave owner was like, oh, you know, it looks like your son is he's coming along well. But she mm. was like, no, no, he's not. Like, he's, he's trouble. Awesome. Mm. Mm. He's smart. And that's when it clicked. I was like, whoa. But and then, then she said that the icing on the cake is this, that her, the black mother saying and downgrading and downplaying her son's achievements, his intellectuality, his mental adeptness, his physicality, her playing that down and him hearing those words, life and death are in the power of, of the tongue, right? So we're gonna eat the food of, of, of whatever whatever that we speak. He hears that and when it lands upon this young brown, this black boy's ears, he's like, man, like, why am I not good enough for my mom? But but Dr. Jordan Gray said, he doesn't know the secret as to why she does that yet. But since he does not know the secret, it already affected him and his childhood already. So that is, again, wow. and there's a spiritual element to, to, to there too. Um, I want to encourage the readers, when you all get a chance, read Deuteronomy 28, verses 15 through 68, and just compare that to our history. There's a spiritual element to, to it as well, but she was saying that it still rears its ugly head today. And so when I, when I saw that example being articulated um, ever so eloquently, I was like, wow. And so that's why I, I, I think like the Dr. Joy DeGroy, the, <laughs> I was um uh, tell, I was telling Monica, you all, we were texting, we were in a text correspondence. I was like, man, for some reason, I, I want to call you doctor. Like you have got, got all these degrees and you're going for the PhD now, got to write a dissertation. <laughs> like, I just want to, I want to call it doctor. But she said, not, not yet. She said, not, not, yet. not just yet. Not, not just yet. Not yet. Um, but like, we need, we, we need our people who are culturally competent, but I think also those who are tapped into the Bible, tapped into the scriptures, tapped into some type of um, moral integrity mm. to where we can see, okay, I want to help you through, through your problem. Yes, this is a physical thing, but I think also there's a, there's definitely an emotional variable to it, mm -hmm. but there's also this spiritual thing as well that contributes to our generational trauma as a people. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And you know, to piggyback on that, I think it's, it's more challenging when an individual does not have that spiritual peace, when they have been broken mm. from religion, Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's really hard to get them to latch on and to find purpose and, you know, to to want to find and live in their purpose. Because if they've been disappointed and let down from this religion that they have been in all their lives, their mamas, their grandparents, this is what we live by. Yes. And as an adult, I'm not where I want to be. I, I, they keep telling me I have depression and I don't want to own it, but I don't want to be here. I don't want to live anymore, you know, and it's hard. And so, you know, I always want to tap into that spiritual, like what's, what's got, where's your faith, you know, and then moving into like, you know, visualization and manifestation and speaking into life, into yourself gotta speak life you know we to. can't wait until someone else speaks life into us we will mm. be waiting forever 
Because it's not going to sound the way you want it to sound. It's not going to look the way you want it to look. Mm. And and I, I tell my clients, everything that you need for to tap into your purpose is already in you. It's not attached to a house. It's not attached to a job. It's not attached to that individual. You know, and so that's why it's so important to know, know thyself, you yes. know? Yes. And heal, I'm, heal. You got to heal. I'm, I'm, I'm trying my, my best not to shout hallelujah and wake up the neighbors. <laughs> but man, that, that is, that is really good. Yeah. That is really good. That's, man, that is, that is so good. I, I, I know that when it comes to our people, um, you know, and I, I look at the next generation coming behind behind us. So I'm a millennial, and so there are uh, Gen Zers coming behind me, the next generation. And so I'm 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 curious to hear your answer regarding this, Miss Monica. And and this is the um, it's, it's, it's sad. This this is the last question um, that, that 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 I have for you. Uh, so, do you think that there is this that there is still a heavy stigma or stigmatization on the subject surrounding mental health issues within the within our community, or do you think that's changing? When it, is that changing generationally? Mm. What do you think? I, I honestly believe it's, I hate to say this, but it's become more acceptable to be in, to go to therapy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now parents are putting their children in therapy. You know, schools are offering mental health services. You know, it's becoming more normalized. Yes. You know, but it's it's really going to be like you said, your generation, the generations that come be, be after you mm. that are going and seeking therapy from the yes, trauma ma'am. that my mama, my grandmama caused or mm. you know what I mean? Yes, ma'am. Because now they're in a space where, you know, I'm 35 or I'm 28 and I'm supposed to be married. I'm supposed to have this house. I'm you know, I'm, I'm yes. I have the career, and I want the family, and I'm mm. hard dating, and and then yes. I realize that my, you know, I don't know my daddy, and my mama was lying mm. to me, you know, and it's yes, that ma'am. childhood trauma, yes, that our our people are starting to realize is is real, mm. and then it's like I want to have a conversation with my mother, but my mother is not going to admit that this Mm. happened, you know, so dealing with a lot of young people and those generations that are ready to face their trauma and become whole because Mm. they want to break these generational curses. They want to talk about the molestation that was happening. They want to talk about, you know, they finding their dad having a whole nother family around the corner. You know, they, my dad was in prison for such and such years. My dad was on crack for such and such years. Like you start to realize that, hey, I'm not the only person that has experienced this. Mm. Yes. You know, we start to have conversations with our peers and we start to realize, you know, that, wow, I'm not the only person. 
and you know yes. and i want to be whole i want to i want to know who i am and i don't want to always blame my parents when i'm 40 years old for what happened the first 18 years of my life because mm. yes, now it's another 18 and passed and what have we done mm. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Stepping on some toes, y'all. Come to therapy. <laughs> Come on to therapy. We can heal it. We can heal it. <laughs> oh my <I'm> gosh. <laughs> that is awesome. That's awesome. I, I, you know, I really think, and man, like, I, I, I got a another scripture that I, I definitely do want to read. But I, I want to say this. I was. As I was preparing to, to, to talk with you, Monica, and you know, I, I was looking at different um, statistical data and looking at different articles and things of this nature, just to see and and to kind of like niche it all the way down to our community and see, okay, if are are things changing when it comes to therapy? Do our people still think that if I book an appointment with Miss Monica to go? have a therapeutic session, are they gonna automatically write me off and say, oh, like he's in the Mooney thing, like he mm. lost his mind. Why is mm. he going to rehab? Mm. Mm. And so I was trying to think like, do we still think like that? But what I'm what I'm noticing, Miss Monica, is that as like generationally, millennials and Gen Z are seem to be more open like 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 whale yeah yeah to to going to therapy and to talking to people, to people because you know the, the the main the main thing that i get from my generation from, from millennials and also from gen z years too is that you know um man you know i'm not religious i'm more spiritual mm-hmm. and then and i've also heard them say i was reading reading this in the article as well that they'll, they'll say you know i've discovered that my religion could only heal me so far. Mm. It there there are different compartments and crevices and corners in my life that my my, my religion just just isn't healing me in, mm-hmm. and it's just not working. You know, I I go to this building and I clap my hands and you know and I and I shout and I have a good time. And I sing these nice songs, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But they realize that when the week hits, when the mm-hmm. work week hits, I'm still in this rut mentally. Mm-hmm. And they were expecting religion to be this end all be all panacea elixir to mm-hmm. fix things. But that leads me look, look y'all know I, I I gotta dive into the Bible. <laughs> but like, uh, regarding this because here he, he you talk about this and, and hearing about the different generational um differences i think that that's a positive move in the right direction but i i i, I thought about this as well uh this is uh luke 5 um 37 it says and nobody puts new wine into old bottles or else the new wine is gonna burst the bottles and be spilled and the bottles are going to be destroyed but new wine has to be put into new bottles so both are preserved nobody having drunk the old wine right away desires the new wine because he says the old is better Mm. the old is better 
this is of course within the context of the Messiah talking to his disciples and saying, hey, why don't y'all fast? Um, the Pharisee disciples fast and things of that nature. But I, I think if, if we really study this out, the, the old wine can be analogous to religion. Nobody who has drunk the old wine of religion says that, man, you know, um, look, this this thing called religion is is it it, it you know it ages well. Um, you know, it's it's tried and true. Um, you know, it you know, it it goes down easy. I don't know about this in the Messiah's day. He was preaching about the kingdom of heaven. A lot of religious people are saying, you know, I don't know about this kingdom of, of, of heaven thing. And I can hear a lot, a lot of people saying today, I don't know about this me going to talk to a perfect stranger, divulging mm-hmm. yeah. my feelings. I don't look. I don't, I don't want you all in my business like 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 that. What? Like I don't I don't, I don't even get my information out when I when I'm on Amazon. Like they they, they don't they. And then again, like it's a trust issue, issue, but I think it's also it's a generational um, shift that's happened. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a beautiful thing because I think that millennials and Gen Zers are realizing that, man, like I love my parents I, and I I love you know how, how they raised me, but like there are more options to us now mm-hmm. that we can glean to and that we can connect to that can enable us to say, you know what? We can get healing from this area too and not just stick in one arena called religion, yeah. right? And so I think that that's a beautiful generational, I think I think, I think think that's a mindset shift that's happening yeah. that's gonna bless not only millennials and Gen Zers, but also I think they're gonna reach back and say, mm-hmm. you know what? I want to let you know what Dr. Monica see the, 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 the I keep on speaking. Claim it. I'm claiming it. I'm claiming it. <laughs> I it's want already to... done. <laughs> I'm trying to speak life. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like I want to. I want to share with y'all what uh, Miss Monica Carrington Wells told me about myself, and this is gonna help. This is gonna help break generational chains and trauma in, in our family, and it's gonna help us moving forward. And so that's why I'm very excited to see people like you, Miss Monica, to be able to go into these fields and to, you know, not, I'm, I'm so glad that you found your passion, that you found your gift. And I know that this podcast episode, man, like it's, it's, it's definitely, if it hasn't blessed anybody else, it's definitely blessed me, but I already know, Mm -hmm. I I already know, look, (laughs) I already know somebody going to tune into this and say, man, like, wow, like that, I, that came right on time. That right there came right on time. Um, Ms. Monica Carrington Wells, thank you. Thank you so very much. Um, this, this was a treasure. This, this, this was a true treat. Um, you all, please listen. I have went and gone to therapy and I had nothing but a phenomenal experience with, with Ms. Monica Wells. I encourage you all. If you need to talk to somebody, if you're if you're dealing with man, if, if you're dealing with suicidal thoughts, if you're dealing with mental ideation that's not right, that's off kilter, if, if you need peace, therapy is another resource, another tool that can be used. And God 
King Yahweh, he uses people and he sends people and especially people that love and love him, and especially those people that, that are tapping into their giftings and, 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 and who want to see humanity flourish. And I believe that Miss Miss Monica, Monica Carey in the world is one of those people um, that helps us to have uh, hope in humanity all over again. So I thank you, Miss Monica Carey well so very much for this episode. This was a blessing. Do you have any departing words um, for the people as we close out this episode? I just want to say that it's so important to have the self-love, the self-care, the self-respect, and treating ourselves so good that it spills over into others, you know? You can't, you don't have anything left to give if you're empty. So you have to fill up your cup and whatever overflows is what you have for everyone else. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. This was beautiful. I love, I love you. This is amazing. <laughs> I do. You're amazing. Man, I look. I I love you too. I I, I love what you do, um, and regarding your gift and regarding this purpose work, um, called therapy as well. So please continue blessing souls, um, and only and and the way that our our Creator King Yahweh bless you to do. Yes. Um, and you as well. Thank you. you as well. <laughs> Thank you so very much, Ms. Monica Carrington Wells. You are, as always, this was the Kingdom for Sora Podcast. I'm your host, Yoel Ben Yisrael. And until next time, remember the words of Matthew 4, verse 17, or as I like to say, um, the words of our Constitution of Heaven. Change the way that you think, change your mindset because the kingdom of heaven has arrived and I pray sincerely with my whole heart, mind, body, and soul that you apply for citizenship in the kingdom of heaven in your lifetime. Until next time, shalom, peace. We love y'all, man.